0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. My name is Aaron. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. God bless you. On this episode, I'm going to be talking about Avatar Way of Water, the very first teaser trailer. I'm going to talk about that. And then after that, I'm going to talk about the recently announced None 2, the sequel to None. None 2. I'm going to break down my thoughts and feelings about that. And then after that, I'm going to be talking about the new movie James Wan is producing called Megan. It's showtime, folks. Let's do it. So the Avatar 2 trailer is here. It finally came out after all these years. Uh, Avatar 2 is coming out. In December of this year, we finally got a trailer. Mm-hmm. I saw this trailer on my computer. The definitive way to watch this trailer is in theaters with the 3D glasses on. My computer only does 1080p video. Um, so, you know, very basic uh, quality. Mostly positive reactions from people. People are saying it looks stunning, it looks amazing, etc., etc. I I I knew that. I I I had a feeling it was going to look amazing. I knew at the very least it was going to look stunning. It does not surprise me. Very beautiful looking movie. Very beautiful looking trailer. The movie is going to focus heavily on water. So. You're going to, I'm guessing, I'm guessing you're going to see a lot of underwater scenes, a lot of ocean scenes, which is really cool. Uh The movie is going to be in 3D. I really want to see this in 3D, underwater scenes in 3D. That'll be really cool. We did see a couple of characters. We saw Nate Thierry, We saw Jake Sully. They now have a family now, which is cool. They have their uh, Avatar children. But what's kind of interesting is they also have a a human boy as a son as well. The funny thing about that is the be- the uh, Avatar 1 was basically a Pocahontas ripoff sci-fi version of that. Now they're doing Tarzan. <laughs> okay. You'll be in my heart. Yes, you'll be in my heart. You know, if you ask me, the only thing that I'm concerned about, the only thing that I want to know is where are they taking the story? I'm not really hung up about the CGI. Even if I was to see this trailer in theaters with the 3D glasses on, I'm pretty sure I will be floored. I don't care about that. Where are they taking the story? Calm down, people. Calm down. I know you saw some beautiful CGI. You saw some beautiful animation, the 3D technology and all that kind of stuff. You're blown away. But let's let's. Movies are about stories. And James Cameron has a lot to prove in the story department. Don't forget that. I mean, the story is a bit trippy, if you ask me. Jake Sully, the main character, he transfers his consciousness into an avatar body, and then he meets Neytiri, who's a female avatar. Jake falls in love with Neytiri, which is kind of trippy, because you have a human person falling in love with an alien. And I know that it's fantasy. But some things just doesn't work no matter what. I just don't buy the romance in Avatar, even if Avatar was a cartoon. Beauty and the Beast, they did something a little bit similar. The whole uh, human lady and beast relations. Beauty and the Beast got away with it because the movie was a metaphor. They were trying to prove a point. The character of Beast is a metaphor of a person that is extremely unattractive or unattractive in general. They're trying to prove a point that even if you're unattractive, You're okay, because beauty is found from within. In Avatar 2, the romance is taken seriously. It is very legit. The movie is very serious about the romance. And that's the difference. And that's why that really bothers me. It's not a deal breaker. I can enjoy the story of Avatar just fine. But just that little thing. So anyway, I enjoyed the trailer. Uh, This trailer showed us a lot of uh, scenes. You know, it was a montage of different scenes. Trailers like this don't really need too many more trailers because this one trailer, even though it was a teaser, it showed off a lot of the movie. So ease up on the next couple of trailers that are coming out if they're coming out. Again, I'm not too big on the CGI. I knew that this movie was going to look amazing. I knew it was going to look stunning. I knew that this movie was going to change the game in the animation department. I just don't really care about that kind of stuff. Because I want to know about the story. Where are they taking the story? Because that's literally all I care about. Avatar 2 releases in theaters on December 16th, 2022. Next topic, The Nun 2. Let's talk about it. Now, what I want to say is that I'm extremely excited for The Nun 2. You would think because the first one was really bad, at least in my opinion, they're going to learn from their mistakes, right? So why is the first nun movie so bad? let's talk about it guys. The first movie in my opinion was weak in every way. the performances were weak the jump scares, the scare the scares in general Any time when this movie tried to be frightening, it all came off weak. The cinematography is weak. the story, even though the story is kind of interesting, but the execution is weak and speaking of the story you could barely call this an origin story i mean yeah the nun is in the movie and the movie is called the nun but when it comes to backstory the only thing that we got was she is a demon obviously that's from hell that's it she is from hell From what I recall, I just recently rewatched the movie yesterday and she's basically from hell. And that's not really backstory. That's just a location. (laughs) Well, they didn't say hell specifically, but the way that they were describing where she's from and her so-called backstory, it, it, it was basically hell. She comes from hell. Maybe I missed something. Probably. The movie is boring. The only reason that I decided to watch the movie was so I can talk about it here on the episode. I wasn't thrilled to to rewatch this movie. <laughs> I did it for, pro- for podcast purposes. You know, I don't want to say that I was hoping for... The Nun's backstory to be a little bit more believable. I don't want to say believable because this is fantasy. The Nun, Conjuring, Annabelle. This is all fantasy. So so I won't say believable. I will say I was hoping her backstory was a little bit more creative. That's the word. I was hoping for something more traditional. Something... More like this. Let's say in the beginning, the nun was a real person, an everyday person, a living, breathing person, right? She seems sweet. She seems harmless. She seems carefree. Harmless, right? Very harmless woman, she seems. But she does have a dark side to her. She has a... uh. A twisted personality. An evil personality. Maybe she's violent. Maybe she practices witchcraft. Maybe she kills people. In very gruesome ways. I don't know. And let's say at some point. She gets confronted. She gets punished. She gets sentenced to death. And now she returns as a demon nun. Stalking the church. Or stalking... The castle. She's a demon nun now. That should be our backstory. Or or something like that. I think that's a better origin story versus simply saying Valak is from hell. My way my story, it's a little bit more traditional. Is it creative? Yes, it's creative, probably not the most creative thing that you've heard, but it's better than simply valak is from hell and that's her backstory so bottom line i know that i said hell was a location rather than backstory a little bit of correction there hell is where she is from and that's her backstory by definition if she's from hell then that's her backstory i wanted something a little more but that's just me so Now we go into The Nun 2. Will it be a better movie? Here's here's the thing, guys. It's going to be directed by Michael Chives. And if that name rings a bell, which it should, he directed The Curse of La Llorona, and he also directed The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. The Conjuring... Uh, it's not a bad movie. It's a C minus movie. La Irona, on the other hand, is simply unwatchable. Michael Chive's directing style is a little bit too basic for me. All of his scares, his his jump scares, and um, you know moments like that, they're not that scary. And whenever something jumps out at you. It's very predictable all the time. You always see it coming. When I first saw the trailer to The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, I knew from the jump that this movie had a different director. And the movie is average across the board. Easily my least favorite Conjuring movie in the trilogy. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It is very underwhelming. I give it a C- at best. Conjuring 1 and 2, not only are they really good movies, they are quality movies, quality, really good cinema. The Conjuring 3 is more like a, you know, kind of like your average movie that you will pop in around Halloween time just to have fun. I only saw it one time. I don't plan on watching it anytime soon. It's not rewatchable in my opinion. I'm going to be honest. The Nun 2... Is really not in good hands. I do think it does have potential. To be better than the first movie. How much better. I don't know. As bad as The Nun is. I still prefer it over La Irona. I think it's. Much better than La Irona. It's still bad. Don't get me wrong. But La Irona is. It's a one and done movie. So is The Nun, but you get what I'm trying to say. These are two really bad movies. One is a little bit more watchable than the other. Akella Cooper is going to be writing the script for The Nun 2, which is a very interesting choice. Akella was one of the writers who wrote the screenplay, For the movie *The Malignant*, she was one of the three writers. It was Akella, James Wan, and Ingrid Bisu. Now, overall, I did not enjoy *The Malignant*, but the story is very fascinating. I'll give it that. The script for *The Malignant* was written by three people, and now Akella has the nun too all to herself. No pressure. No pressure. You got this. And I'm not saying she's a bad screenwriter. I'm saying because the stakes are so high, you really got to get a top tier writer and a top tier director. The Nun won. The first Nun movie was terrible. You You can't take chances at this time. The Nun 2 is really not in good hands, ladies and gentlemen. I'm being honest. I don't know how to feel right now. Because Bonnie Aarons as The Nun, she is so... She's so... It, it's it's so fascinating. She's, she's very fascinating to watch. I mean, she completely stole the show. In The Conjuring 2. That's why she got her own movie. And I think the nun, as a character, a character like the nun, I think can go down in history as one of the greatest horror icons in film history. You can put her up there with uh, Freddy Krueger, uh, Michael Myers, those kind of icons. And let's keep it real, ladies and gentlemen, Bonnie Ahrens is so good at being scary. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. She is incredible. Very terrifying. I can't imagine any other actress playing the nun. This is her role. So I am hoping that The Nun 2 will be better than the first movie. I think it does have potential to be better than the first movie. How much better? That remains to be seen. I don't think it's going to be on a Conjuring 1 or 2 level. I don't think The Nun 2 is going to be quality. But I do think it's going to be a little bit better than the first movie. Bonnie Aarons truly deserves better. She needs to be in a better movie. Better Hands. It looks like James Wan is going to be producing a new horror movie called Megan. Megan is coming out next year of 2023. James Wan is co-writing the script along with Akella Cooper. And it's going to be directed by Jared Gerard, I believe. Gerard Johnstone. Megan does look like it's going to be one of those killer doll movies, sort of like a child's play, if you will. A lot of people have been comparing Megan to Chucky, like there's a comparison. In a way, there is. I guess you can say if you're talking about a, a, a killer doll movie, immediately you're going to think of child's play. I get that. Hey, for those of you who have your mobile phones on you or maybe you're next to a computer, I want you to go on Google.com right now. And type in James Wan Megan, James Wan Megan movie. And see if you can pull up a picture of Megan, of the movie poster. And take a look at the doll. Because I want to talk about this in real time. So go ahead and pause the episode. Head over to Google, find a picture, and then unpause the episode. Because I want to point out a few things about the poster. Go ahead and do that. All right, so what you're looking at right now is Megan. This is the doll. I'm looking at her right now as well. One thing that really jumps out is she doesn't really look creepy. She looks, I want to say intimidating, and I want to say disturbing. It's something about that look that just looks so Unpredictable, like she can throw out some nunchucks, maybe some ninja stars, maybe a shotgun. You don't know what's going to happen. Megan has a very realistic, unpleasant look. I would say, if somebody ever gives you a look like this, this person has had enough of you. Absolutely had it with you. Maybe the person in front of Megan—you can see a uh, a human face that's kind of blurred. Maybe that human has been getting on Megan's nerves and Megan's like, hey, I got to get rid of you. And you know, it's about a guy. It's about a man. Megan is trying to lock a guy down and she can't do that if she has this human lady in her way. Not on Megan's watch. Megan's going to get her man. Yeah, so Megan is going to be one of those AI realistic dolls, right? She's half toy, half Alexa device, half computer, very intelligent. Which kind of does sound like the Child's Play remake, but you know what? Megan does not have to tell the exact same story as Child's Play. It does not have to rip off Child's Play in any way. It can borrow a few elements, sure. Which is totally fine. Movies borrow elements from other movies to make a movie all the time. That's not ripping anything off. That's called being inspired. I think one of the biggest ways that Megan can truly set herself apart from Chucky is the way that she kills. You look at any Chucky movie. One of the biggest reasons why Chucky can successfully murder his victims is because his victims are weak. They're unrealistically weak. They're stupid. They're not that intelligent. It seems like Chucky is the smartest person in the movie, right? And he he has to be. The movie has to be written that way. Because in a realistic sense, a doll should not be able to overpower a human. Even if the doll has a knife, the human should win. So is this Megan movie more realistic? Can Megan realistically overpower a human? Can this movie display that? Will this movie have that sort of realism? You get what I'm trying to say here? That's one thing that Megan can do that can truly set her apart from Chucky. And going back to the picture here, just for a second, this image of Megan Maybe I'm looking a little bit too closely and maybe I'm thinking a little bit too hard here. Looking at this image of Megan, noticing how Megan's head is slightly tilted and she is staring right in front of her at that human lady looking very unpleasant. What that speaks to me is the tone of this movie. This movie seems like it's going to be very serious. Child's Play is a serious movie talking about child's play it's a serious movie but it's serious in a slasher sense it's a slasher movie megan looks like a like a straight serious movie i mean yeah it's going to be a horror movie but there's a level of seriousness to it and a level of realism to it so yeah i'm definitely excited to see that first trailer whenever it decides to drop megan is coming out next year 2023 Ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the episode. Episode 36. Done. Done, done, done. Did you know Avatar 1 made $2.847 billion at the box office? That's crazy. Do you think Avatar 2 is going to make the same kind of money? I don't know. I really couldn't tell you. I I know it's going to make a lot of money, but... 2.2 $2 billion dollars. Is it going to make 2 billion dollars? I guess if they I, I don't know, if they if they over promote it like on TV or something, critics are saying Avatar 2 is jaw dropping. It's a 10 out of 10. James Cameron's best work since Terminator 2. Get your tickets now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All right, that's all I got. That's a wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Long Live Hollywood podcast. My name is Aaron. Be safe out there. Love each other. Do nice things for each other and good things will come to you. I promise you. Take care now. Bye bye.